4: Brand bacon.
5: You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.
6: You are listening to the Dan
5: Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, on the call tonight at the Garden with Marv Albert, Game 5, Hawks and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, and uh, could potentially be Marv's last game ever at Madison Square Garden with that wonderful career of his. We'll talk about that matchup coming up, but we uh, welcome in Reg, and we start with the Lakers. Yep. how would you sum up the position that they're in right now, Reg?
2: First of all, the the Lakers treated that game five like it was a preseason game. And that's sad. Uh, I'm disappointed that the Lakers, uh, the reigning champs, I know they're down an all-star. I know they're down a top-ten player. But... Other than the first five to seven minutes when they showed a little bit of life, they treated that like it was a preseason game. And obviously you just can't give playoff games away and they absolutely just gave a game away. I give credit to Phoenix. They probably played their best game of the series, shooting the ball wise from everyone, but you just can't give games away. And look, they're facing a big hole. Can they come back and win this series? Absolutely. But uh, they've got to take it. There's got to be a sense of urgency. I didn't see any sense of urgency whatsoever in the Lakers last night.
5: But how do they get to a point where they treat it like it's a preseason game? Like just this hey, we're going to give you this win. We want to go back home and hopefully we get Anthony Davis. I mean, is is that how they viewed this game?
2: I think that's exactly how they viewed it. We have reinforcements coming back, knock on wood. But people need to understand there's, there's two things that are very difficult to play with in the game of basketball a growing injury, very difficult because that's your lateral movement, and back injuries because, you know, everything is done. Your back control is just about everything. And I'm sure it was very difficult decision for AD not to play last night. Um, but the Lakers played like, okay, we'll, we'll give you guys this game,
5: yeah.
2: we'll get a What 80% AD back win at home and then we'll take our chances here in game seven where we won uh, in this place in game two. They're putting all their eggs in one basket assuming that they can win two games in a row and they are messing with fire because Chris Paul is hungry. He wants to beat his good friend LeBron James. Devin Booker, this is his first time in the playoffs and he wants to show the world why he's one of the best shooting guards uh, on the planet. And this young team is getting confidence along the way. And that's why you're messing with fire because they've gained their confidence, which was kind of snatched from them early on with the Chris Paul injury and the way Devin Booker, he hadn't played particularly great in this series, had a monster game uh, one and played great last night. But they have confidence now, and they feel that they're the better team, even though they're the number two seed. They feel that they're the better team now. Lakers are in real trouble.
5: What do you make of Charles Barkley's nickname for Anthony Davis?
2: Which I didn't hear what
5: it was. Uh, uh Seaton, will you play it for Reg? Anthony Davis. Uh, I told you the Lakers can't win this 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 this, this series. Forget about the championship.
7: They can't win this series without uh, street clothes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even look. uh, <clears throat> I-, I will say this. It-, it takes a lot not to play the game of basketball, especially in the playoffs. And I missed, I think in my career and see, you can go back and look at this. I missed four playoff games and I believe it was in 96. A week before the playoffs were to begin, Otis Thorpe broke my orbital fracture. I broke my bone in my He gave me a good fist to the eye, going for a loose ball, and I was out. And in that first round matchup, it was us versus Atlanta. And uh, I think I was 10 days out from the surgery, still seeing double vision, and I wanted to play. But there was no way, I, I just knew. But I said I kept I keep telling people that me at 70 80% is better than a lot of people at 100%. And again, I know growing injuries are very difficult to play through, but sometimes just your mere presence can uplift your teammates. And I mean, AD is right and he said this after game 1 when he played terrible and had those 13 or 15 points. We're not going to win a game, let alone a series if I continue to play like that. So, again, all the eggs are in one basket for the Lakers. They're hoping AD comes back at 80%, 70%, and they can win two games in a row. But I like the nickname, Street Clothes. I probably would have went with Can't Get Right, but we'll find out.
5: How about Day to Davis, Anthony Day to Davis?
2: <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I know everyone wants to throw shots again. Growing injuries are very difficult. If he could play, he could play. It's just, we've seen this from AD. I know he's a champion, but any little bump, he goes down. And you've got to learn how to play and manage with injuries. That's just a part of the game. Everyone at this point in time of the season, something's ailing on them. Yeah. So.
5: You have any problem with LeBron checking out with five minutes to go, going to the locker room?
2: No. Well, what, they were down 35. Yeah. What, they're going to make a miraculous comeback? I know. No.
5: But do you stay there with your team?
2: No. I mean, maybe something's ailing on him, and he's going to go get ice on something. Yeah, Le- LeBron I'm... is the best shot for them to move on. So I, maybe something, that ankle probably got sore. Let me go put it in a bucket of ice. And let me shift all my focus into game six. I have no problem. There's no need for him to be out there and see that bloodbath. He lived it for about 30 minutes.
5: You know, when the baton is passed here, Reg, from LeBron to who? Like, who gets the baton? Well, people
2: assume it's going to be AD, but they're the Lakers. I'm sure there'll be another superstar on the way in. It'll be A D because there's a pecking line and he does have a championship. No, the, the league maybe two. The,
5: the league, not the Lakers. The like the face of the league is is who?
2: After LeBron. Uh, Luca. I would throw Luca's name out there. Um I mean you, 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 you would think it'd be Kevin Durant.
5: Yeah.
2: I mean he's the, the to me the next best player, if not the best player. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid has a great personality. I mean, you need guys that can push the league and find those viewers that are just casual viewers. Well, you know, LeBron's Embiid, polarizing.
5: Luka, yeah, I don't know if anybody yeah. kind of fits into that category where you go, "Oh, I'm going to tune in because I want to watch him lose," or "I'm going to tune in because I want to see you know him win or see greatness."
2: I mean, I would put Steph in there, but Steph was 32, 33. So yeah. he's his. you know, I'm, I'm talking about the 20 year olds, Damian Lillard, what he did last night. I mean, I, he should be a household name, which I, he is a household name for the hardcore basketball fans, but for casual fans playing in the Northwest in Portland, not the casual fan, They may have heard of Damian Lillard, but they don't really know Damian Lillard because he hasn't really gone deep in the playoffs like Steph or LeBron.
5: What would you do if you're Damian Lillard? I mean, we're going to look back on your career and go, Hall of Famer, unbelievable nights. But is there really a bottom line exclamation point with Damian Lillard?
2: Stop it, Dan. Because that's, that's me. You can't fault a guy for being loyal. You know, we kill guys about championships. And then we kill guys when Kevin Durant leaves Oklahoma City and goes to Golden State, we kill them, you know? And the small markets, they can't compete with the Chicago's, the New York's, the LA's, the Golden States. So when you get a chance to have an Anthony Davis in New Orleans, you just pray and hope that other teams in big markets don't come recruiting. So we can't look back at Lillard's career and say, oh, I wish he would have played in a bigger market there's nothing wrong with being loyal. And, you know, people can say, well, you never won a championship, right? It's, yeah, I didn't. But sometimes the, sh- the whole point of it's in the struggle. And that's what Lillard is in right now. He's in the struggle of, of trying to make a small market team relevant and successful. Yeah, but I feel so, bad
5: for him. It's it's not that I'm going to go. Okay,
2: one- well, then frame it that way. Don't frame it as in, oh, we're going to look back and your career meant nothing. It, it did No, he's
5: going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying we're going to look back and say, it's like Mike Trout. We're going to look back on Mike Trout or Dan Marino, and we're going to go, gosh, did they surround him with the right people? That's the point I'm making with Damian Loder. I'm not saying he should say, get me out of here, but like, what can he do? What's his franchise do now? It just feels like there's a glass ceiling.
2: Well, you hope the franchise and the leadership of the franchise says, look, we got to get, some guys around him. Look, he is surrounded by some pretty good players, but he's had some bad luck as well. Nurkic missed a ton of games this year. McCollum missed a ton of games this year. Should they have been a six seed? Probably not. They should have been a top four seed if those two guys play eighty percent of their games, but they didn't. Zach Collins missed all year. I mean, that's a seven footer that can, you know, help things. You know, help help them out, but. Look, he's doing everything he possibly can do. And I applaud that for a small market.
5: We're talking to Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer. Reg, on the call tonight, the Knicks and the Hawks. This is must-see TV. Yes. Um, well, any game you do is must-see TV, of course. Oh, thank you. But uh, how do you think the Knicks the Knicks fans treat Trey Young when he walks in?
2: Ooh, well, well if games one or two were in the, any indications, you saw – Kind of the vitriol that was being thrown at, at trey look he's become the new poster boy here and i think he has relished and accepted but i will say this there's certain guys that are built for it and i, I think he wants the moment he understands um, they have a chance to move on here um, but it is going to be a very very intense game because uh, the Knicks have not played great. They have not shot the ball particularly great. Their best player, we talk about this, you and I all the time talk about playoff basketball, how things get taken away. Julius Randle has been exposed a little bit in this game. Great regular season, Mm -hmm. most improved player, which you want. But come playoff time, when teams get a chance to scout you, they watch videotape of you, they always take away your, Three best plays. Well, what do you have left in your bag? And right now, we're seeing that there's not a lot left in the bag. So he has to play better. R.J. Barrett has to play better. You can't have, and God bless him, because to this day, he's my favorite player. And I've said this when he was at the height of his power, when he went through the depths of all his injuries. Derrick Rose cannot be your best player in these playoffs, which he has been for the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he just can't be your best player. And Barrett, Randall, that youth, they've got to show up, which I think they will. I think they win uh, tonight here and they force the game six.
5: You were on the call with the Russell Westbrook situation with uh, the Wizards and 76ers. And of course, I don't know if in your mind, in the moment, you're thinking about the malice in the Palace um, because you were knee deep in that as well and had a front row seat to that. But um, is it fans or fan that we have to be concerned
2: about here? Well, isn't that almost one in the same? Well, because it could
5: be one person. Like, I don't know the building. I don't know if if there's certain buildings where you go, it's just that's a bad situation to go into. Or you have some idiot who wants to run on the floor and tap the backboard. Like,
2: I will say, but here's the thing. That idiot did not come to that game alone. That idiot had to have discussions with whoever he came to that game with. He didn't just get up in the middle of the game and said, look around and just run out there. He had to have discussions yep. that he was going to do this. I, I just think it's unfortunate now that we've we've finally gotten the energy back in the buildings by letting fans back in that we've had these incidents occur. And I, I'm just telling you, it, If roles were reversed, if Kyrie had run up into the stands and punched that guy wearing the Kevin Garnett jersey, I mean, all hell would be breaking loose on networks like this, on shows and podcasts like this. The league has to do a better job. What is banning a fan from an arena? I don't understand what what that entails. You can't tell me that that fan can't get a ticket from a secondary person and show up in that building how are you ever going to know if he's in that building or not ban from it what does that mean no you need you got to go after their wallets name these guys put their faces everywhere like you would do the players find out where they work you you have to go after their wallets prosecute them that's how you make it hurt banning them from an arena what does that do what does that mean if i'm banned from arena and you and i want to go see the Knicks play I said, hey, Dan, just go buy the tickets and I'll go with you. I'll put a hat on. I'll put a face. How are they ever going to know? Other than I'm 6'7".
5: Well, you know, the the Trey Young situation where somebody would spit on you.
2: That in today's age of COVID, right? And I know we're on our way out of this thing, but you actually spit. What are you thinking of? That is disgusting. Seriously.
5: I mean, it's sad. And, and, you know, you're, I'm asking a 22-year-old to be the bigger man here, and Trey wasn't going to press charges, but, I, I, you know, it's just sad. It, has
2: he ever been named? Do we know who that person is? Do they ever show him? See, that's the point. If Trey, won, Trey Young want to turn around and knock that dude out, yeah. it would be on a loop.
5: I know. I know. That
2: would be on a loop. Right I don't know now.
5: how you guys, and, and the NBA is different than any other sport because those fans can actually touch you. They, yes. Like when you're out of bounds, throwing the ball in bounds, I could reach out and touch you. Yes. They can say things. They can throw things. You hear everything there.
2: I don't know. And I will also say this, fans, and I, I hope this happens. I, I, I think we're better than this. They need to start policing each other, too. Yeah. Fans need to start policing one another. No. You, got, you can't say that. Cut that out. Or usher come get this guy he he is saying and doing things that are inappropriate they need to start policing themselves
5: are you going to walk around new york are you okay with walking around new york
2: (laughs) i'm thinking about going out to get in a late breakfast here i'm staying somewhere you guys know this area well is it called the hudson yards oh yeah it's called oh yeah okay we're staying down by the hudson yards nice area so i think i think i can go out yeah, I think I'm going to try and go out for a late lunch. Okay, the good thing about it is everyone has to wear face coverings now, so they won't know who I am until mm. after I pass them. Mm. So I'm kind of good. Why I'm don't you good, wear your
5: right? why don't you wear your pacer warm ups and just walk out? Do a funny or die where you just walk around and just <laughs> like like people's reaction. Go to a local court. Okay, that'd be pretty funny.
2: Like I think. I did see a basketball court somewhere around here, and guys playing. I might just go show up, see if anyone wants to play any horse. Or want to watch but,
5: but do you think it'll be like Barkley in that commercial for Capital One, where he's <laughs> he's not going, he's not sure if he's going to be the first draft pick <laughs> <laughs> with those little kids? Like, what happens if you go out there and then you're not the first pick?
2: I would be devastated. <laughs> I'd be like, don't you know my resume? Don't you know who I am? I'm the Nick Killer. Yeah there what? is <laughs> it's me do you remember get... i was on your wall when i was a... when you were a kid do you get booed in the garden will you get booed tonight oh they're gonna kill me they are going to kill me and i'm going to love it <laughs> i am going to actually love it but look i'm more excited to be working alongside the guy that's why i'm doing this game this is all about marv i can care less about what the fans are going to say to me I want him to have, potentially, this could be his last game in the Garden. Yeah. I want him to have a great sendoff because this has been the greatest play-by-play man this game has ever seen. He worked for the Knicks. I think he deserves a great sendoff. And that's why they have sent in the, the heavy guns to do this game. So I'm excited about it.
5: 27 years ago yesterday, you know what you did against the Knicks?
2: I hope we won a game.
5: You had 25 in the fourth quarter. That was that game. That was the choke sign. That was the <laughs> Spike Lee choke sign. That's
2: where it all started. 39 right
5: points, no
2: turnovers. Because I wasn't going to pass the ball to anyone. <laughs> That's why there was no turnovers. Who do you want me to pass it to? The South Thompson? No. Sam Mitchell? No. Who, who, who am I going to pass the ball to?
5: God, come to think of it, you didn't have any shooters on that. You were the only shooter.
2: I was the only, yes. But we had a squad, though. My Davis boys, Rick Smiths, we were ready. We were ready. It was it was a magical time because we had two cities that didn't really like one another, that hated one another. Yeah, uh, Two coaches that didn't get along, and Pat Riley and Larry Brown, they didn't get along. And it kind of filtered down to the players. Love John Starks now, but couldn't stand them. Charles Oakley was a great friend of mine. They couldn't stand him during those series. So do you remember great.
5: you threw the ball at the end of the game, threw it down, spiked it, and it goes into the stands.
2: Damn. I wish I held onto that ball.
5: Yeah. Pauly, see if you can find that basketball for Reg. Okay. <laughs> okay. Someone has that basketball
2: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. on eBay somewhere.
5: Somewhere. Uh, Reg is on the call tonight. That'll be 730 Eastern on TNT. It's the Knicks and the Hawks. Reds, great appearance. Uh, have fun tonight. We'll be watching. Thanks for joining us.
2: I appreciate it, Theodore. Dan Back after this,
5: all. play of the day, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app. By searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport
1: should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
6: What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have it off?
0: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because ain't me.
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well,
5: things are moving quickly in Boston. Now that they're out of the playoffs, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting, Brad Stevens is no longer the head coach of the Celtics. He's moving into the front office on a full-time basis. Replacing Danny Ainge, Celtics staff and coaches have been informed of the changes. The Celtics are now looking for a new head coach. Let's bring in the Hall of Famer, two-time NBA champ, Chris Bosh. Good to talk to you again, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, man.
7: Good to see you. Everything Everything is going well. How's the jumper right now? Man, you know it is rusty. I haven't uh, I haven't shot a jumper in a while.
5: <laughs> How long did it take you to get used to your role with the Heat? Because you were you were uh, all star in Toronto. You put up mm-hmm. big numbers, and then now you got to be the third guy. Yeah, and it's not as easy as it looks.
7: I, I didn't get used to it um, probably until we finally won the first championship, and and then it was always one of those things where. You know, I constantly had to reinvent myself. I don't think I ever all the way got used to it because um, I had to morph, you know, and, and even on some nights, you know, it would change. So, you know, Bron or D might be out and I have to up, you know, my scoring. Um, some nights I would just set screens and, and be the big guy rolling down uh, the paint and uh, playing defense. Some days would just be, you know, we need you to guard the biggest guy and, and guard 50 screen and rolls. And, you know, That was one of the fascinating things I found uh, from being with that team. But I would say in, in, you know, just getting used to being uncomfortable, it definitely took more than one season. I would say a season and a half to kind of really fit into my role. And then even after that, I had to get used to things changing.
5: LeBron ever really get mad at you?
7: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's one of the parts of uh, playing the game, right? If you're on a team with somebody, you're gonna go through the whole wave of emotions. And I'm sure, you know, he uh, he was upset with me. I'm I for sure was upset with him uh, on many occasions. But we were always able to work it out. You know, work through communication, and and it always came from a place to get better. That that's what made it important.
5: Um, what do you make of what happened with the Celtics? Here's Ange you know, leaving uh, Brad Stevens moving up. You have a, 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 I thought you had a team that could win championships plural here with that mm-hmm. young talent and that, you know, that window of opportunity closes pretty quickly. Look yeah. at what the nets have there in Brooklyn. So you're not going to be better than them. You're not better than the Sixers. So yeah. Uh, how would you, how <laughs> would you look at the Celtics right now?
7: Well, they don't have to rebuild, um, you know, with Tatum and Brown, Marcus Smart, they have good young talent Um, they have a nucleus I think that they can build off of I think um, definitely this year was a a disappointment I think they'll be the first uh, to tell you that they definitely underachieved this year and then injuries started piling up and it ended up being a disappointing season for them but with the talent that they have they have to continue I guess you know there were some things to figure out obviously right but I think for them moving forward they need to put the necessary pieces um, in place in order to be successful obviously right but I mean they're right there they have to continue to get better Um, obviously there there's been a huge shake up I'm interested to see who who will be the next hires yeah. um, um, for coaches and um, GMs and stuff like that, and filling in the rest of the gaps with the team?
5: Your best Miami Heat team against this Brooklyn Nets team. Who would win? Yeah.
7: Ah, oh, you know I'm a competitor, man. I always say we're going to win every single time. But I tell you, man, those uh, the Nets. The more they play together, uh, they'll get better and better. They're they're a tremendous offensive team. So you um, got you got to guard Durant, stuff. right? You get you get Durant. <laughs> uh i mean we probably move around i would guard him a little of course or try to brian would guard him mostly probably shane battier uh would guard him quite a bit but yeah that would be the fun part when they go small and how how dynamic the game would become and how we try to match up with that
5: what's the most impressive performance that you ever witnessed whether it was on you know with a teammate or the opposition
7: uh Kobe scoring 81 points. Oh. Um yeah, yeah I was right. in that game. <laughs> 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 I was a young fella in that game taking my beatings, man. <laughs> but what's that like though? When do you
5: realize, uh-oh, this is historical?
7: Yeah, it was surreal. I mean, um you re- when once you realize it is too late and and it's and it's kobe and and i remember just kind of running down the court and i kept looking up at the screen and it's like his his score was multiplying i was like how is he scoring five points at a time like this is crazy and (laughs) it was you know we were a bad defensive team that year and just you know we were trying to right we're trying to figure things out and it's just like oh my god we're in the stable center they're killing us and everybody's laughing and Kobe. everybody except kobe he's just got the eye of a tiger right now and he's, he's unstoppable it was it was just an incredible performance it's one of those things where you find yourself watching even though you're in the game
5: <laughs> do you think he could have scored 100 uh,
7: yeah <laughs> I, 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 yeah he, he's one of those guys yeah it, i was so the funny thing about that story is like uh I think um, a month before, a few weeks before, he had 61 and three quarters on the Mavericks. Yes. And I was looking at that game. I said, what in the world are they doing? How do you let this guy score 60 points in three quarters? <laughs> this is,
5: that's atrocious. That's <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> got smashed the next month. You know, it was crazy, man. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Jalen Rose. Whenever the anniversary comes up, everybody wants to talk to Jalen because Jalen was guarding, well, trying to guard Kobe in that game. Yeah, yeah. He he got a he got a nice chunk of those
7: uh, those points, man. Kobe gave it to everybody, man. <laughs> what was the second best performance you ever witnessed? Uh LeBron um game six in Boston in two thousand and twelve well, by far. What you know, were his was, uh, incredible. What were his numbers in that? Do you remember? Was uh it- I can't remember. I know we have I think I want to say forty-five. Yeah. I want to say he had forty-five points, but I, I remember um I had a I had a sore growing, and of course being down three two going into Boston Garden, you know, it's uh it's not in a situation you want to be in, and I just remember him being pretty confident, and I was I was ailing. I had a I had a hurt growing, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm just even going to contribute, and so I'm playing with pain. And about midway through the second quarter, early in the second quarter, I was realizing like, man, this this dude hasn't missed yet, and so I just just got the hell out the way, and it made my job a little easier because I'm like, hey, if we get if we keep getting stops, just give the ball to him and we'll just continue riding this way but it was an incredible
5: performance. Why do you think Paul Pierce doesn't like LeBron?
7: <laughs> I don't think it's that that he doesn't like him. I think it's just you know, extreme competitors. There's bad uh, blood though, Chris. I, there's Oh yeah, blood. of course. I mean, look, you know, uh, playoffs, you play when you play somebody so many times in the playoffs like they did, you're naturally just not going to like them. You know, you don't have time to go to dinner or sit down, you know, um there's been plenty of Celtics that I don't like, (laughs) you know, and uh, that's just, that's just how it goes. But Paul, he's, he's a, you know, he's a huge competitor. Um, He wants to win. And if he doesn't, he's probably not in the best mood.
5: (laughs) Who, who do you not like to this day? No, well, you know, there's nothing to play play it over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
7: nothing's bled over you know it's all good man <laughs> probably I'm retired to, yeah, you know well, it's all okay. good okay <laughs> all
5: right you're good with Kevin Garnett
7: yeah oh that's we were we were um we were talking uh at the Hall of Fame um after his induction uh we got to chat and you know I've we like I said we were extremely competitive and we would chirp back and forth but Um, that was one of the best parts about um, being outside of the game is having the conversations. And that's the first thing I said to Kevin. I'm like, yo, you remember you used to foul me the whole whole game. (laughs) They didn't call it, you know, but we we had a good time talking about those intense battles. It was a lot of fun.
5: KG would get in anybody's face. It felt like. Oh man. I, I had to stop
7: talking to him. I stopped talking to him. You know, during the game, I got, I got involved in talking trash with him one time and he got the best of me. And I said, you know what? That's never going to happen again. I overextended myself. I'm not a trash talker. Let me just go out here and play ball.
5: (laughs) We're talking to Chris Bosh, who is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Won a couple of titles, and uh, he's got a new book out. It's called Letters to a Young Athlete, now available online and wherever books are sold. What were you hoping to accomplish when you first started this project? You know, at first it was
7: just more of a cathartic experience, um, you know, just trying to get things off of my chest and, and trying to figure out what I'm going to do next uh, with my life. Um, you know, after losing the game so quickly um, and not being able to play anymore because of my medical condition, um, you know, I kind of had to rebound pretty quick. And, you know, in in, in trying to develop new habits and dive into those hobbies that I love and. And really, really dig deep and try to find those things. I was just trying to get things off my mind. And then it kind of transferred into or transformed into, you know, helping a young athlete. The book is called Letters to a Young Athlete. So I wanted to speak to all generations, of course, but have that universal message to where, you know, people can take it, um, whatever they want for themselves, look at the lessons that helped me uh, get to this point today. And, you know, hopefully it'll help. So that's kind of how everything transformed. I wanted to leave uh, a memento, if you will, uh, for both the game of basketball and the game of life.
5: What kind of risk were you, uh, like at at worst, you know, were you risking your life not knowing it when you were out on the floor? Um, It didn't get to that point. Um, I
7: was um, the first time. Um, You know, there were two conditions that happened uh, with me, two instances. The first time I was, and, you know, I didn't know it. Um, And then after after that, you know, pretty much when you get that second blood clot, it's nothing else to talk about. You know, it's almost like you're radioactive. So, you know, playing basketball pretty much was not uh, in my best interest. I was told it wasn't in my family's best interest and pretty much, you know, a team being um, in in a situation where they could be liable. You know, they were not going to, uh, uh, you know, deal with those things. And I eventually had to come to that realization.
5: Yeah, it's got to be tough because you want to play, but you have to understand yeah. and that that team doesn't want you out there. I mean, we've seen this happen with Hank Gathers, Reggie for Lewis. Sure. I mean, there there's been some sure. athletes who passed away right in front of us.
7: Absolutely, and um, even uh, the week before um, I was hospitalized for the first time, Jerome Kersey passed away uh, from a blood clot. Um, you know, from a pulmonary embolism. And, you know, that that really, I mean, you know, when you're younger, right, you don't think of those things. You don't think it's going to happen to you. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm in a doctor's office and they're telling me all this information that I don't want to hear. And, you know, I had to rebound from that. But all in all, I was able to kind of um, uh, get back to my normal self with the help of my family, go in those on those quests to find out who I am and, and what I want to do with this life.
5: I'll leave you with this. Uh, finish the sentence. If the Lakers don't get out of the first round.
7: Um, you expect them to uh, make some big moves in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, they've just, it's been a rough go at it this year. They've been hampered by injuries. I think, you know, we all see that they're not playing uh, like they were last year and, and even for Brian i mean he's um you know he struggled especially i think that high ankle strain i mean, high ankle sprain took him out of his rhythm i think for them they'll have to add some more pieces and and you know try to compete for a championship again next year
5: but you were talking about playing that game in the garden with a strained groin mm-hmm. and i mean ad wasn't able to play but just mm-hmm. how limited are you were you with an injury <sighs> like that it's,
7: it's all the way limiting. And this is me Um, when I when I, I, I tore my adductor muscle, that's pretty much what it was. And uh, it was on Mother's Day and it was game one of the second round. I tore, I tore it and I didn't come back until the, the, the longest I, or the shortest I could rest was three weeks and it hurt like hell still coming back. So in AD situation, I don't I really don't see him being able um, to come back from that. He'll you know, he'll have to rest and he won't play till next season, most likely.
5: He's Chris Bosch. The new book is Letters to a Young Athlete. Can't recommend it enough. Now available online wherever books are sold. Hope you're doing well, Chris. Uh, Congrats on everything. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time. All right. We'll take a break. Phone calls are up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey,
6: it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker
3: Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year...
5: Been a busy day here. Boston Celtics, some big changes. Danny Ainge is out, I guess, by his own choice. And Brad Stevens, no longer the head coach by his choice. He's now moving into the front office at the ripe old age of 44. He stopped coaching. You got one of the great coaches, young coaches, and he's moving into the front office. We'll talk to Chris Mannix about these moves with the Boston Celtics. Yes, Tom.
4: I thought the whole reason that we shouldn't consider him for those big college head coaching jobs because he's going to be the longtime head NBA coach. Nothing about an executive office position.
5: Some of the headlines here, uh, Nets close out the Celtics. Nuggets up 3-2 on the Blazers. 55 for Damian Lillard in the uh, losing effort. Suns roll the Lakers to up 3-2 with uh, no Anthony Davis. By the way, the 30-point loss was a season worse for the Lakers. Fourth time since LeBron joined the team. L.A. has lost by at least 30. It was also the Lakers' worst postseason loss since the 2013 playoffs when they were blown out by the San Antonio Spurs. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Bop, bop. Stat of the day, stat of the day.
7: Here comes that what? Stat of the day.
5: Rory McElroy has teamed up with Peacock to bring you Golf Pass Channel, and you can watch premier instructions and entertainment from the golf membership program, plus daily news from Golf Channel. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Start streaming now. Um, let me play a little bit. Reggie Miller was with us in the first hour, and he had something really interesting to say about the Lakers' performance last night, and Reg didn't mince words. Here he is earlier in the show. How would you sum up the position that they're in right now, Reg?
2: First of all, the the Lakers treated that game five like it was a preseason game, and that's sad. Uh, I'm disappointed that the Lakers, uh, the reigning champs, I know they're down an all-star. I know they're down a top-ten player, but other than the first five to seven minutes when they showed a little bit of life, they treated that like it was a preseason game and obviously you just can't give playoff games away and they absolutely just gave a game away i give credit to phoenix they probably played their best game of the series shooting the ball wise from everyone but you just can't give games away and look they're facing a big hole can they come back and win this series absolutely but Uh, They've got to take it. There's got to be a sense of urgency. I didn't see any sense of urgency whatsoever in the Lakers last night.
5: Yeah, it's almost like, hey, this is on the schedule. We have to play them. Let's uh, sort of get in and get out. Hopefully, nobody else gets hurt except for their feelings. And then you head back home and hopefully you get Anthony Davis for game six and if there is a game seven. Chris Mannix joining us on short notice, the uh, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer with the big news with the Boston Celtics. Uh, Danny Ainge stepping down, Brad Stevens moving up. What is going on in Boston, Chris?
4: Well, the decision by Danny Ainge to step down is not surprising. Um, It's been in the water supply, Dan, for the last few months that Ainge was considering stepping away, strongly considering stepping away. He's been the top basketball executive since 2003. And frankly, there's a shelf life for jobs like these. You get a little bit burnt out doing jobs like these for one specific franchise. And I think Danny had reached his limit. His legacy in Boston is completely secure. He won a championship, ending uh, a 20-plus year drought. He orchestrated, arguably, the biggest heist in NBA trade history with what he did with that deal with Brooklyn. And this season, notwithstanding the way it ended, the Celtics are pretty well set up. I mean, Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate. Jalen Brown is a first-time All-Star. They've got a good mix of young players that you know comprise a pretty solid young core. So he's leaving the Celtics in pretty good shape. Now, the decision to hire Brad Stevens as president of basketball operations is mind-boggling. Like, Brad Stevens is, I think, a top-five coach in the NBA. Yeah. As we've seen countless times, that does not always mean you are a great basketball executive. Pat Riley was able to do it. A handful of others have been able to do it, but hiring Brad Stevens as the head coach or as the, the, the basically de facto GM is, is wild to me. It really is. Especially Dan, when you consider it against the backdrop of who the Celtics had a shot at. And that's Sam Presti in Oklahoma city. Sam Presti is widely regarded as top two, top three, maybe number one GM in all of basketball. He's also from Concord, Massachusetts. He played his college basketball at Emerson in downtown Boston. And like Danny Ainge, Sam Presti could have been looking for other opportunities. Presti has been the GM in Oklahoma city so long. They were the Sonics when he first took over. So he could be looking around at different options. And to not even gauge his interest in that job is tantamount to basketball malpractice. It really is. I am, I am the biggest fan of Brad Stevens as a head coach. I have vociferously defended him over the years against kind of people attacking him for, for different things. You know, how he's coached the team and the team tuning him out. The idea that you hire Brad Stevens as your top basketball exec and not make a run at Sam Presti is
5: shocking to me. Okay, but who allowed this? Why Brad Stevens is giving up coaching at age forty-four? Well, well, Brad Stevens
4: can always go back to coaching. It's not like yeah. his it's not his rep reputation is not damaged at any point. If Brad Stevens was a coaching free agent right now, you'd have a handful of teams firing their coaches to get their hands on him. It, it is it hasn't taken a hit. He's he's never going back to college basketball. I swear to God, if somebody commits one more TV radio segment of that, they're insane. He's he's not doing it ever, 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 Okay, but why
5: did they allow this to happen in the Celtics organization that the best guy you can get to coach is now going to be your – he's going to be searching for a coach?
4: Well, I think Danny Ainge um, played a big part in this, in organizing his line of succession. This didn't happen, Dan, overnight where you know brad went to management after the Nets series and said you know what i kind of want to do something different this has been in the works for a while so you know it, it's been carefully planned and and mapped out for a long time I remember danny danny's got some skin in the game here in that selfish organization quite literally his son is one of the basketball executives with that team austin he's got a long relationship with guys like mike zarin and assistant gm dave lewin who runs the scouting department like I think it's a part of Danny that wanted to make sure his guys were taken care of. So I think he played a role in this. And the ownership, which just recently gave Brad Stevens a new long term contract, loves the guy. So yeah, we we've seen familiarity play a big role in jobs like this getting filled. I just think it's I can't I can't underscore this enough, Dan. Like Sam Presti's out there. He's yeah. out there. He has set up Oklahoma City as well as you can set them up for the future. 17 first-round draft picks, 18 second-round draft picks through 2027. The line of succession in Oklahoma City is right there. Rob Hennigan is a former GM in Orlando, longtime right-hand man for Presti, is there to be elevated as GM. How do you not call this guy? How do you not make a run at arguably the best GM in all of basketball? I don't understand it.
5: It completely blows my mind. Talking to Chris Mannix, the senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. So, who do the Celtics hire to be their next head coach? I have absolutely no idea. Because <laughs> Brad Stevens, he doesn't have,
4: like, a coaching lineage. Like, I, you can say, does he look to his own staff and bring in Jay Laranega, who has been a coaching candidate in the past, an excellent basketball mind, Scott Morrison, who coached, has a head coach of the G League, an excellent basketball mind. They've got smart guys on their staff. But I would bet that given the way the last few seasons have kind of played out, there's a desire to uh, bring in a new voice, somebody different to, to take over Tatum and Brown and, and those guys and try to take them to the next level. But I have no idea. Like Nobody has any idea Like what, who Brad Stevens likes as a head coach, who he might hire, what ranks he might dip into. It's a, a total blank slate when it comes to Brad Stevens as a basketball executive.
5: Thanks for joining us on short notice, Chris. We appreciate your time and uh, love your passion.
4: I'm very upset right now, Dan. It's going to come across in the digital ink that I'm going to spill in the next uh, few hours.
5: Yeah, but your Phoenix Suns got the win last night. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Hey, you got that audio seating? Yeah, that's
4: what I thought. You only save the bad stuff. Bring on the good stuff. A manic. No, no, no. Prediction. They have to win the
5: series, not win last night. They have to win the series, Chris.
4: All right. Well, if they win that series, the T-shirt hats have says, Spain is stacked. I'm going to change it to <laughs> sons are good. All right? I'm going <laughs> to.
5: Thank you, Chris. You got it, Dan. That's Chris Mannix. Mannix is a former Celtic ball boy. Man, there's there's passion in his voice. There's anger. He's upset.
8: Yes, McLevin. Okay, I'm just throw out there a quick question. Does coaching still matter in the NBA based on the fact that Frank Vogel won it last year and LeBron wow. led on the court? Well, like does it matter who they bring I, I, in? They I, I, need the right personnel.
5: Well, you have to have talent. I d I don't think you 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 win by out coaching people. I, I think there are moments when you need a coach who's able to design something uh, you know, offensively or defensively, but you you do need great players to win a championship.
8: Yeah, McClellan. But remember all the Hubbaloo when the Brooklyn Nets hired Steve Nash with no experience? What? Like, what difference did it make? They have Harden, Duran, and Irving. Okay, Todd could coach them to the finals. I mean, he was running his famous triangle in two. A mm.
4: couple of rounds, anyway. I don't know if I can get him all the way to the finals.
8: But my other question is, like, who are the elite coaches now? Like, Popovich is nearing the end. Like, who are the guys? Like, if someone asks you
5: who's a great coach, like what jumps to mind? Well, Nick Nurse was a great coach, and then he apparently wasn't a great coach. I don't, I don't know. Steve Kerr's still a great coach, right? Uh, there's, there's, you know, great coaches. They're just not as known. They don't have the resumes that some of these other, you know, their predecessors. You know, Pat Riley's resume, Popovich's resume. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You're not going to find somebody who's able to kind of live up to that. Steve Kerr. Is, is close to doing that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, young basketball minds. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Do you have uh, an update on the poll results, Mcleod? Yeah. who
8: is <laughs> Who would you rather be? Damian Lillard or Anthony Davis? I find this unfair. 71% say Damian Lillard. But you're always going to pick the guard over the big man anyway. Even if Anthony Davis wasn't street clothes today, I still think you'd rather be the flashy guard.
5: Well, I, wait, are you asking people who they would rather be? Yeah, the se- the sense of uh-huh. like
8: Anthony Davis has a title, but he's not super cool to fun to watch like Damian Lillard necessarily. I mean, he is a fun player to watch, but not like the outside threat.
5: Well, if if AD had a triple-double last night and they won, would people look at this differently? I don't know if they would or not.
8: It's the big guy thing. You don't, you don't, the big guy is never who you fantasize about being, but you can't be that
5: guy. Um, Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit faces disqualification after a second failed drug test. Oh my God. We've been, how long have we been waiting for this? New York Times confirmed that uh, the horse had a Positive, another positive test. Let me see. So, it takes this long to get a second test from the Kentucky Derby? Could you imagine if this horse had won the Preakness and we have the Belmont coming up?
3: Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, Paul. I'm worried about Medina Spirit's
4: uh, future. You know, summer, school's over. Yeah. No job. Yeah, Co- Popped for drug use.
5: This could be a gateway drug for that horse.
4: Lack of structure. You know, summer. You're yeah. hanging out with the wrong crowd yeah. at the stables.
5: All of a sudden going into another stable. The stable's on the wrong side of the yeah. tracks. Yeah. yeah, That's what happens. You know, horsey intervention. Yeah. Some horse play. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
4: How do you boost a horse's spirits after they're considered cheaters? What do you do?
5: I don't know. Maybe it's uh, artificial. Maybe, uh, you you know, it's pharmaceuticals here. Poor guy. He didn't know he did anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Has Bob Bafford put out a statement here? Not
4: that I've seen just yet. Thank you. But Josh. it's all coming out of the barn any minute. Nah.
8: No. No. Nah. Hey, I'm doing the best I can.
4: Hey.
5: <laughs> That's better. Okay. That's better.
4: But Limerick's on this? No.
5: Oh, you got unbridled enthusiasm when okay. it comes to. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Horse
4: Limerick. Yeah. I know you want one.
5: Oh, yeah. Great. You're going to do one for Medina Spirit I may do that. Okay. Yes, McGlovin. Dan, it's a shame
8: you're saddled with Todd's headlines. Oh God, Here we go.
5: <laughs> uh, let me get to Terry in New York, and then we'll take a break. Uh, we'll uh, dive into the Lakers lost last night. Hi, Terry. How you doing Dan. Good sir.
3: Good. Uh I wanted
7: to take this time to give a shout out to uh Marv Albert. Robert. Yep. We love him here. We love him here in New York, man. He started with us. We love him, man. We love we love him to death. And uh good luck to him. And uh I'd like to say a favorite line that he always used to say whenever we played the Bulls. Jordan with a facial. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he said that, man. And uh, if Jordan ever went to the uh, the Chicago Bulls and he went to Portland, how many, how many uh, championships do you think Patrick Ewing would have got? I think he would have got one. What do you think?
5: I have no idea, Terry. Uh, Ewing, maybe he would have gotten one or two. Maybe. You know, you go back to when Jordan left, and remember Pippen took them to what? They go to, they almost went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Jordan. That was the Hugh Hollins call, I think. But, uh, you know, they, they nearly went to another NBA Finals without Michael Jordan. All right. 877 3DP Show. Email address DP at DanPatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. We'll take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll. Uh, Talk a little bit more about what happened with the Lakers. We'll talk to Bill Orham. He covers the team for the Athletic. And uh, does he agree with Reggie Miller that the Lakers treated that game last night like it was a preseason game?
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
5: And you will not believe
0: where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new?